This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. This is Unsportsmanlike with Evan Candy and Michelle coming to you live from the Seaport District at Pier 17, brought to you by Chase. Do we have any updates in Slippergate? No here? updates in Slippergates, but I'm increasingly getting frustrated. I'm mad right now. Like, with every moment that passes, I'm upset that I don't have my slippers on my feet right now. Yeah, are your I'm feet just suffocating a, because I mean, they're in real shoes? That's what I'm saying. I'm in a bad mood right now. This is not, this okay. is not, I mean, this is not preferred, Smalls. You know what I can't understand? And this is to not to diss your slippers, CC, but they're clearly very worn. You know, you have the backs of them pushed down yeah, because exactly. you just slide your foot in. Yeah, exactly. I got, them, well I got them the way I want I feel like we should look around a little bit. They're I'm well gonna... loved. I don't know why anyone would want to take them. They're not those. in the studio, Ev. We, we've looked for hours. They're not here. We have Somebody looked. has taken them. Somebody has removed them We've even looked from be- the studio. Behind the door. They're not here. What about in the back corner over there? We, we looked, looked, Ev. We looked? It's not, they're not I put there. My bag it's back okay. Today, and they're, right. they're not, it, well, it's not okay, but they're not there. I'm getting, I'm getting really upset right now. Like to the point where there's going to be some furniture moving. Oh. Yeah, exactly. Well, exactly. I'm, 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 I'm going to redecorate before we redecorate. That's how I feel right now. <laughs> You want to bring Dom in here to help uh, out? No, nah, I don't need Dom. I'm good. We could have Dom look good. for the guy. I'm, yeah. hey, I, I, I'm my own security. <laughs> I'm straight. I would like Dom in here. I want to hear his perspective on what happened. I want to hear. Slippers or with the Drake Green loss? He's both of them. She said both of them. <laughs> you know what? Imagine Chris Candy and Big Dom show up saying, "Where are the slippers?" I'm running yeah, exactly. away if that happens. Somebody's gonna crack. <laughs> Somebody's gonna tell us where the slippers are. I I'll slip. Is what happens. I mean, I'll, I'll be out the door. My God. All right, college football playoff yesterday reveals their top four. We have Michigan and Alabama. We have Washington and Texas. Everybody's going crazy about FSU and not in. Georgia, not in. First time we've ever seen an undefeated conference champion in a Power Five not get in. It is the first time also that we've seen a team, or teams in this case, ranked lower than six get into the college football playoff as we have both Texas and Alabama getting in. Michigan players were caught on camera by Adam Rittenberg of ESPN, the college football reporter, when they announced Alabama having the size of, oh, like they would rather have FSU. I get it. I get why FSU was upset. I get why all FSU fans are furious. Totally understand all of that. I also think that the committee got it right. Yeah, here's the thing. If you're upset about FSU not being in, then be upset about the process of having a committee in general. Because if it was based on a computer, if it all comes down to winning your conference and being undefeated, then FSU would absolutely be in. But there's nothing in the bylaws that says you're going to be in because you win your conference and go undefeated, especially when your conference is inferior to the SEC. And the committee told us a few weeks ago with their penultimate rankings that the SEC was better than every other conference out there, Smalls, because the SEC had six teams the most of any conference in college football in the penultimate rankings top 25. That's what they told us. So it's not a surprise to me that the SEC champion, albeit a one-loss Alabama team, got in over an undefeated Florida State. We could smell this coming a mile away. We talked about this on Friday. Alabama was ripe to upset Georgia, which they did. And we knew that the committee was looking at a lesser version of of Florida State without Jordan Travis and that they would likely be on the outside looking in. However, I don't understand how you can sit there and say that everything is fair and everything is even when you have an undefeated Power 5 champion Who's not in? Well, I never said it was fair. Oh, I never. I, I, not I never, you. No, not see, you. See, that's the but thing. The I, I never said it was fair. Fair is a place where the judge pigs at. But that's <laughs> that's not college football. That's not sports in general. So as badly as we may feel for the kids at Florida State, 
We also acknowledge that those players, that team, as constituted without Jordan Travis, can't compare to the final four teams that made it in. And that's why I say we have to consider the committee's position because they have to put context around the resumes and the overall records that all of these teams are bringing to the party. And quite frankly, no team has a win as good as Alabama's win over Georgia was on Saturday. No team in college football, no team in the Final Four of the CFP, no team in the Final Six of the CFP has a better win than Alabama did over Georgia, which was, up until Saturday, a team that had won 29 straight games. Uh, they were the reigning defending national champions. They had gone wire to wire a year ago. No, no team in the CFP final rankings had a better win than Alabama. So when we start talking about head-to-head and we, we bring up the fact that Florida State beat a couple of SEC teams and that Florida State ran the table in the ACC and that the ACC head-to-head had a winning record against the SEC, you also have to factor in Bama beating Georgia. And I'm sorry, that win alone puts them in front of Florida State when it comes to conference champions belonging in the Final Four. Did they get it right? 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Part of the Dr. Pepper call-in line. It's on college football season without the delicious taste of an ice-cold Dr. Pepper the ones fans deserve. Did they get the right four? And if they didn't, who should be out, right? Who should be in? Who should be out? If you want to put FSU in, that's great. You got to then have the answer ready for who should be out. You want to put Georgia in, you got to have the answer ready as to who should be out. Now, the other thing from the NFL Sunday, the two big games that we saw yesterday, we saw the two teams that played in the Super Bowl last year both lose. Kansas City and Philadelphia both lost yesterday. Which loss is more concerning for the defending AFC and NFC champion? Which one would you say is more concerning between those two losses? Oh, I'm more concerned for the Chiefs. I mean, the Chiefs wide receivers got to figure it out. I mean, Sky Moore, that rub route that we saw in the fourth quarter down the stretch, you can't quit on the route and allow Nixon to pick that ball off. That, that can't happen. Like, you, 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 you set your quarterback up for failure. I, I just th- – those are the types of plays that are absolutely maddening. We're showing it again right there on ESPN2. But those are the types of plays that can't happen with those young receivers. And for Sky Moore, this is a guy that's been around the program a couple of years. Those dudes are going to have to step up. Scott Moore was a second-round pick. Rasheed Rice, a second-round pick. They need more from those dudes because right now in the passing game, it's, it's Travis, Kelsey, and then everybody else. There has to be another reliable target, preferably somebody outside of the numbers, one of those guys in that receiving core, that can be reliable. And here's the other thing, and I know this is not going to be a popular opinion, but Kansas City got hosed in that, that, that non-pass interference call down the stretch on NBA. That should have been a pass interference call. Now, I'm not saying that like uh, the game shouldn't come down to one play, but when it's a play that's that egregious, the referees have got to throw the flag under that circumstances. Now, I get it. Kansas City has still got to score a touchdown and get a two-point conversion in order to force overtime because they're down eight. But that call has to be made on the DB from the Packers, Smalls. It just has to. But on the whole, that is my biggest concern. The Kansas City Chiefs wide receivers putting a, 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 a ceiling that would be lower than we would typically expect from a Mahomes-Andy Reid-led Kansas City team. All right, the conference championship game has been the floor for this team for the last five years. They're in real danger of not getting back to that point because of this receiving core, even though it happens to be the best defense that Pat Mahomes has ever played with. Absolutely. I I felt this way all season long that this is not the Kansas City Chiefs team, specifically the offense that we're used to seeing. And 
I'm right there with you, CC. I don't know if we're going to see the road to the Super Bowl go through Arrowhead anymore. It do, it feels like this is the season where that gets disruptive. Now, conversely, I'm not worried about the Philadelphia Eagles. They've been through a gauntlet schedule-wise. They, If you go back a few weeks, they've had the Cowboys, the Chiefs, the Bills, and then the 49ers. So I feel like that's kind of a war of attrition for the Philadelphia Eagles. I, I still think that they are yet to play their best football, and I think that that's coming down the stretch for them. So I am much more concerned about the Kansas City Chiefs. I have been for a while. I, I just don't think that this is the same version of them, and I don't think without the same version of Pat Mahomes and that offense that they're going to get far in the playoffs. Yeah, Kansas City has to find a way of getting a guy released somewhere else. They're at that point in terms of the wide receiver position. Like, we see guys now, like, the, you know, by probably by this time tomorrow, we'll know where Darius Leonard is going, the linebacker. There's a lot of rumors of the Eagles and the Cowboys. We saw Zach Ertz get released by the Cardinals. Maybe he, maybe they bring him in just as a worth a phone call. Yeah, just yeah. as it's another worth a phone call. Yeah, you have to work those back channels, so to speak, and find out a way. Like I saw a report a couple of weeks ago, maybe a week ago, that John Ross, remember the top ten pick for the Bengals and yeah. a Washington speedy guy, who was with the Chiefs in training camp, is thinking about coming out of retirement. That, that's what you have to do now. You have to figure that out because there's no way of, of adding. And by the way, I don't know why you said unpopular opinion. Anybody who saw that play, that was a blatant pass interference. Yeah. yeah. It was blatant. And you know what? When If you give me Patrick Mahomes inside the 10-yard line, inside the 5-yard line, whatever it was, with less than a minute to go, down 8, I feel good about that if I'm Kansas City. The only reason I just I, I, I said it was an unpopular opinion is because it almost takes credit away from how good of a win that was for the Green Bay Packers. Both can be true. The Packers played unbelievably well. Jordan Love is proving himself as a better starting quarterback for this team this year than Aaron Rodgers would have been. And, oh, by the way, on that specific play, the Kansas City Chiefs late in the game in the fourth quarter should have been given an opportunity that they didn't get. All can be true, right? And that takes nothing away from Jordan Love. All right, we're going to get to the phones here in a second, but I do want to tell you about Traeger. It's awesome. Let me tell you why. This Saturday, enjoy a one-of-a-kind wood-fired flavor on the Traeger Ironwood XL from the Home Depot with Traeger. People absolutely love the Traeger Grill, and you guys can get it at Home Depot. Roy, the truck driver, listening on Sirius XM Channel 80. What's up, Roy? Hey, y'all. How you doing? What's going on, Roy? Listen, you got this. They got it right. Now, when it gets real tight, and they can't figure out who can do what, then just do a point differential. You count up all the points made for all of the top teams that you're trying to figure out where to place them. And whoever's got the most points, this is how you rate them, whoever's done that. Because I lived in Tuscaloosa for 23 years. I can't stand Alabama. My son can't stand them either. But they won a lot. And I got tired of them blowing people out. They were playing Chattanooga. For what? This game is ridiculous. So all these games that are just uh, for show and the point and the schedule needs to be tougher for a lot of these teams. You need to be playing but, but better Roy, teams. Roy, 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 here's again, here's the problem, and thanks for the phone call. We have to keep reminding people. It's rankings, not standings. The schedule is not uniform across the board. No. The way in which you schedule is not uniform across no. the board. And as a result, we are never going to have an easy way of going about this. That people just assume when they expand to 12, as we've been talking about, CC and Smalls, that all of a sudden it's going to be easy. It ain't going to be easy. No, it's always going to be some controversy, but I guess people have less and less of an argument. If you can't make the case that you're one of the 12 best teams in all of college football, then you're probably not going to have a realistic shot at being able to win a national title anyway. So I guess expansion will help when it comes to this, but it's not going to alleviate all of the controversy because it's still somewhat subjective because it's a committee 
making the decision. It's not standings. It's not, you know, something that that is predetermined like the NFL playoffs are structured when it comes to, um, you know, division winners and then wild cards based on record and so on and so forth. Because we don't have that lined out, because we don't have uniformity when it comes to schedule making, then it makes it a little bit more difficult to go about doing it the way the NFL does it, which is why you need a committee to put context around the resumes of all of these teams. Now, what I will say is when it comes to the college football playoff as we know it with Florida State, they got it right. As as unpopular opinion that it is, they got it right by leaving Florida State out because there's no world that exists where it's a legitimate national title, a national championship playoff, if you don't have the conference winner from the best conference in all of football. And quickly, guys, do they really want to eliminate this controversy? I know Florida State is the victim in this particular set of circumstances, but this is massive for the sport. We're all talking about it. There's eyeballs that are going to be on all of these games. If you're college football, this is exactly what you want. It's a very good point. There are very few things that could take us for any moments away from the NFL on a Monday, and college football chaos did that. We're on Sportsmanlike on ESPN Radio. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. We are Unsportsmanlike here on ESPN Radio, ESPNU. We are presented by Progressive Insurance, along with Michelle Smallman, Chris Canty, Evan Cohen with you. And joining us now, SEC Network, Behind the Max podcast, longtime NFL linebacker, great linebacker, two-time Pro Bowler, All-Pro in 04, and part of the SEC Network, Takeo Spikes, and he joins us now here on Unsportsmanlike on ESPN Radio. All right, did they get it right yesterday? Did they get the college football playoff Right, Takeo. Absolutely. They they got it right. And my fear was since Georgia was dethroned, two-time national defending champion, I was a little concerned at first, like, okay, does this mean the SEC does not have a seat at the table when it comes to the top four? But when you look at the history of it since the CFP uh, came into existence, they have not left out the SEC winner, regardless of whatever the record is. So uh, I thought they got it right. The only complaints I had, guys, was having Florida State at number five and then Georgia at six. You know, for me, I didn't understand that, and I, I, I get it. 
from a player perspective, I, I do feel bad for the players because at the end of the day, all you have to do is win, and you would think that your record would be good enough. But obviously they looked at it and said, you know what, this team really doesn't pass the eye test, especially knowing that their quarterback, Jordan Travis, he was injured, he was out, and they felt like the four best teams are the ones that they nominated, and I'm okay with that. K.O., in your opinion, does this push Florida State potentially closer to wanting to get out of the ACC as a conference? We've heard overtures about Florida State potentially leaving the ACC and going to the SEC. Does this add more fuel to that fodder uh, now that Florida State has been left outside looking in as the only undefeated champion in a Power 5 conference not to make the college football playoff? I I, I think it does, Chris, but – uh, you know, the big picture is is just going back to what Boo Corrigan talked about. Um, you know, like they did everything they could possibly do to get inside of the playoffs. But when you look at this team, I felt like they were more penalized just because of their quarterback, Jordan Travis, was not there. And you look at the performance that they had in the ACC championship game, you know, a, 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 an abysmal 55 yards passing. So that was a hard game to watch. And listen, I, you and I both played defense. And so that really wasn't so much of a true defensive game versus understanding that it was the lack thereof on the offensive side. So I do think it will have some type of effect of, of, of if you are an official of the Florida State that you will look and see, like, how can we make sure we're not in the same situation again? Takeo, one thing we really haven't discussed today is the actual matchup. You've had eyes on Alabama all season. How do you think they stack up versus Michigan? Uh, I, I think they match up well. And for me, I, when I look at all of the teams in the Big Ten, I truly believe Michigan is a team that, that matches up to a complete team like Alabama. And both are very physical. Uh, both have – Great outstanding linemen on both sides of the, of the ball. So I think this game really will be decided in the trenches. And uh, for me, uh, the question came to me yesterday, and it was like, who do you think is going to score more points? And I look at J.J. McCarthy, the quarterback for the Michigan Wolverines. It's going to be interesting to see how he continues to play going up against a nasty secondary like the Alabama Crimson Tide. Uh, especially their defense overall. When you look at what they've been able to do over the past five games of the regular season, they're only allowing a little bit over a touchdown in the second half. And so that goes and shows you that not only do they understand how they are being attacked, but they understand and they buy in as players into the game plan at halftime and understanding, okay, this is what we're going to take away, and they have quality depth. We are on Sportsmanlike, presented by Progressive Insurance here on ESPN Radio and ESPNU, along with Michelle Smallman, Chris Canty, Evan Cohen, Takeo Spikes, joining us, SEC Network. I want to go back to something you said for clarification. You said your your issue or question was about FSU 5, Georgia 6. Did you mean you would have them flipped in that spot? I mean, I think for me, and, and this may be bad to say, but just because they lost their quarterback – I don't even know if I really can say I can have them at the number five spot. And I I know that would be egregious if they were anything lower than that. But when you look at the eye test and you you look at them as a team, 
Like, they are a different football team when they don't have their quarterback. And I even put it to you in this manner. If you take Florida State and if you put them against any of the top four teams, do you think they will be able to walk out of there with the win right now? No. So why are they at number five? That's my problem I got with. Fair point. I don't Uh, even think it would be a close game. No, I don't think it would be particularly close either. K.O., I want to ask you this. One of your former NFL teams had a huge win yesterday. The San Francisco 49ers beat the brakes off of the Philadelphia Eagles in the link yesterday afternoon. Did that game tell you more about San Francisco or Philadelphia? I think it told, I think it told us more about what San Francisco can do when they're healthy. And we all became enamored with Philly last year, rightfully so, because they – they earned the spot. They are the top dogs, so they were the top dogs in the NFC. But when we look at this 49er team, and you go back early in the week, Chris, Debo was like, I don't like him. They asked him about James Bradbury, and he was like, I don't regret nothing I said about him. The way What I said is exactly how I feel. And he came out and had one hell of a game yesterday. And this game was important to San Francisco. Why? Because they knew – coming to the link that they had to not only make a statement, but they had they felt like they had a lot of payback in them from last year going back to that playoff game. They were down to that third string quarterback. And so for them to come out, be able to put the gas, push the gas on this Philadelphia team, shut down Jalen Hurts, I mean it was they put everybody on notice in the NFC and also the AFC as well. Okay, I want to finish with this. You also played for the team that San Francisco beat in the Philadelphia Eagles, so I must ask you, do you know Dom DeSandro, the security guy? Are you familiar with Dom that everybody became familiar with? I know yesterday? Dom, man. <laughs> All right, I, tell I, us I about Dom. Dom. We got to know about Dom. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Dom is, Dom is the epitome of what a Philadelphian is. He is like... He is the epitome of like, look, guys, I don't need anybody getting in trouble. Bring it to me. I'll defuse every situation. And so for me, to, I didn't see it when it actually happened. I actually saw it through the highlights just because I was on air at the same time. But I was like, okay, this is not surprising. That's dumb because dumb is a great dude, man. So I don't know how people are trying to paint him out to be, but he is that guy to where – if you need anything done and you don't want to make sure – you want to make sure that you're not caught up in any mess and Dom is going to make sure – he is going to make sure that everything is in the proper manner and you go through protocol. And if you have to put anything on him, put it on him because the one thing that I remember from playing there with him is he is great at being able to diffuse situations and he can articulate in any manner whether or not if it's in the boardroom or he could take it to the street. That's not. <laughs> Takeo, thank you so much for the time. The insight on college football, the Niners, and Dom. We appreciate it, Takeo. Thank you so much. All good. All right, there he is, Takeo Spikes, SEC Network. Some background on Dom.
the man of mystery from yesterday in the Eagles and Niners game. There's no mystery about the kind of Christmas tree you should get, and that is a real Christmas tree, not a fake one. It's time for an incredibly important message this holiday season. If you want to help save the American Christmas tree farmer, get real and keep it real this holiday season by buying real Christmas trees. For every 10 Christmas trees planted, an acre of land is saved, and that means more jobs for the American farmer. They're safer for the environment. They cost less than a third of the price of the fake Christmas trees. Buy real Christmas trees at Lowe's or wherever Christmas trees are sold. They are available for you. Get more information online, plus participate in cool contests at GetRealKeepItReal.com. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had, happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash unsportsmanlike. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. It is time for a Monday Night Football preview brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Insurance for motorcycles, boats, and RVs for protection on the road and on the water. See how much you can save at 1-800-PROGRESSIVE and Progressive.com. And tonight, we've got Cincinnati and we've got Jacksonville. Monday Night Football on ESPN. ESPN2 has the Manning cast tonight where Tua will be a guest amongst others on the Manning cast with Peyton and Eli. And this evening starts a stretch for Jacksonville based on everything that happened yesterday in the NFL, where if the Jacksonville Jaguars win out, they are the number one seed guys in the AFC. Yeah, I mean, that's what it's all about. And what better chance are you going to have than to make a statement about you being for real on Monday Night Football against a team that's dealing with probably the most significant injury in the NFL, which is Joe Burrow being out for the rest of the year. This is the first time that Jacksonville has been on Monday Night Football since December of 2011. Think about that. Like This is an opportunity for them to make a statement about who they are as a team and that this, this squad is actually capable of being a championship contender by going out there and killing an ant with a sledgehammer. And that's what it is. So it's a matter of them being able to deal with that shuffled offensive line. Remember, Cam Robinson, their left tackle, they just put him on IR. So they're shuffling that offensive line. They're going to move Walker a little over to left tackle. They've got Ezra Cleveland as their left guard. He's going to be you know, thrust into that duty. So th- there are some moving parts up front, and them protecting Trevor Lawrence is going to be key 
to making sure that they get a win tonight. Yeah, these are teams that are moving in opposite directions. You mentioned Joe Burrow being out for the season with that wrist. The Bengals have lost three in a row since then, so the arrow is pointing down. But how fun would this matchup be if Joe Burrow and Trevor Lawrence were going head-to-head? Head, head excuse me, it would be awesome. But the Jaguars have won seven of their past eight, 14 of 18 going back to last season. Both of you guys have been really high on the Jaguars team this season. CeCe, I think you picked them to go to the AFC Championship I game. I did. And now is when they make that noise, or continue to make the noise, I guess. You just said something, CC that now I'm fascinated by and I think you're right but I think people will hear that and be like wait come on you just said that Joe Burrow is the most significant injury in the NFL this season because I think for a while people would say no it's Aaron Rodgers based on what we've seen with the rest of the Jets it's Joe Burrow it's not Deshaun Watson because Deshaun Watson in theory playing the way that he was playing with Houston applied to that Browns team that, by the way, their defense has not been good over the last couple of weeks. Denzel Ward and their out. defense hasn't been good on the road all year. Right. And yeah. so I think you're right. I think Burrow applied with the team that he's on now, obviously Cincinnati, with the guys around him, is the most significant injury. I don't think Rodgers is. I think people assume Rodgers is. I think the yeah, Bengals people assume Rodgers is, but the offensive line for the for the, yeah, for the Jets is trash. Yeah. Like in their, in their play calling, Nathaniel Hackett, they haven't scored – and offensive, what, well, they have four offensive touchdowns in the last 88 possessions. Like, it's just, there are more problems with the Jets than just the quarterback. But with Joe Burrow on the Cincinnati Bengals, we know what the ceiling is. It's the, it's the Super Bowl. Correct. They've gone to a Super Bowl. They've been to multiple conference championship games. And the fact that he's out is what's going to have them on the outside looking into the playoffs. Now, conversely, if you're the Jacksonville Jaguars, that, that's not your problem. The, the fact that this team is on your schedule at this point in the season you got to take care of your business because you have a golden opportunity to control your own destiny when it comes to getting into the postseason, winning your division, and having home field throughout. If you want to get to the Super Bowl, this is a great chance for you to be able to get that done. You have to take advantage of it. You can't stumble down the stretch by losing a game because your team is not focused. Our Monday Night Football Preview brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Insurance for motorcycles, boats, and RVs. For protection on the road and on the water, see how much you can save at 1-800-PROGRESSIVE and Progressive.com. Underrated part of this game, Press Taylor, the offensive play caller for the Jacksonville Jaguars, the brother of head coach Zach Taylor nice. for the Cincinnati Bengals. So we get a little brotherly love or, or sibling rivalry uh-huh. on Monday Night Football. We also uh, have a little bit of um, rivalry with the other shows here on ESPN Radio, and uh, it wasn't good for us this weekend. Our picks, 0-3. We are losing in our Great picks. Great job, Evan. Of, what a surprise. I'm blamed. <laughs> never, never saw that one coming. Great job. Carlin versus Joe, 25-13-2. Freddie and Harry, 24-14-2. We are 22-16-2. I had a game night, or a tie with game night, 22-16-2. Amber and Ian, 17-21-2. And Greeny is 13-25. We were a game out of first place going into the weekend. Guys, two of these games I tried to tell you you guys. You did, Small. I said the Broncos are due for an upset. Well, not even an upset, but they'd won five in a row. I knew they were due for a loss, and I keep trying to tell you about the Kansas City Chiefs. we, We should just let you make the picks this weekend. That's fine. Let her do it next week. All you. Yes? Yes. All Smalls. Okay, great. Okay. Yes, absolutely. All you. Um, Watch me yeah, go 0-3. <laughs> by the way, the Broncos, you know, there was a Russell Wilson late interception that was bad, obviously. There were actually two. Two. But the thing, <laughs> that, the thing that actually bothered me the most is someone that was sitting there rooting for the Broncos yesterday. Yeah. They had two dead ball timeouts with two minutes and under to go. They called a timeout out of, out of a two-minute warning, and they called another timeout with a dead ball. You, you can't do that late in the game. And I don't know, you can place the blame wherever you want to place. Coach, quarterback, it's one of those two. Or quarterback, I don't care, wherever you want to place it. 
That's brutal in that spot. But the time wasn't the thing that was working against you in that situation. They had plenty of time. But it's just unorganized to do it that way. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I get what you're saying, but they got the plays they wanted to, and Russell Wilson converted on that scramble for a first down late that put the ball inside the 10. I mean, at that point, when you got the ball down there, you got to find a way to get it in the end zone. So we lost and instead that one. he threw it to the other team. Yeah, we lost that one, and then we lost the Packers and Chiefs, and we lost the Eagles and the Niners. Yeah. Yeah. But that, that Eagles-Niners game, it felt like Vegas was just begging us to take the Philadelphia Eagles. Yeah, I know. And we, and we took the bait, Smalls. We did. We took, we took the bait. We took we the did. bait. We Both took of us bait. did. Yeah, we did. What's amazing also with all this in the playoff picture right now, so I said the Jaguars, you know, control their own destiny. So they're, they're uh, behind Miami and Baltimore right now. Kansas City is four. Pittsburgh loses Kenny Pickett. It's now going to be Mitch Trubisky for their Thursday night game against New England, who doesn't have a quarterback either. Cleveland loses to the uh, Rams, and they're seven and five. And Indianapolis is now in that seven spot. We talk about how big of a win it was yesterday for Houston. They're tied uh, with Cleveland. I'm sorry, they're tied with Indianapolis, seven and eight. But the tiebreaker goes to Indianapolis. What a season they have had out of nowhere. No Jonathan Taylor, no Anthony Richardson. And they're right there in the playoff mix right now in, in the AFC. Stunning. Yeah, they've won, they've won four games in a row. Now, conversely, Derrick Henry gets hurt for the Tennessee Titans. And you have to wonder what his long-term future looks like down there in Nashville because he's in a contract year. So that'll be interesting to see. But every time we we want to look at the Colts and not take them seriously out of the teams that are in the AFC wildcard picture, I would have to say sitting here today, I have more confidence in them than I do the Pittsburgh Steelers or the Cleveland Browns that they'll be able to hang on to one of those wild cards. Because wow. I look at the Texans, I look at the Broncos and the Bills coming off of their bye week, and I would say that those teams are more than capable of playing well enough to unseat the Steelers and the Browns when it comes to the AFC wild cards. If I gave you right now, you had to pick – the teams out or teams in that you have more faith in of the ones in the hunt there in the AFC? Because the teams on the outside looking in would include Houston, who you really like, I know, would include Buffalo, who none of us are saying are great. But you look at Steelers, no quarterback. Browns, no quarterback. Colts, tons of injuries yeah. versus Texans, Broncos, Bills. Houston's, Houston's going to get in. I'm not worried about Houston. Houston will get in. Yeah. I, I look at their schedule. They'll be in the playoffs. The question is, can the Broncos or Bills do enough to unseat the Steelers, and, or the Browns, and or the Browns. That's the question that we have to find out. I think they can. I'm not saying they will, but I think they can be like kind of blah and still get into the lower part of the AFC in the postseason right now as we look at that. All right, coming up, our unsportsmanlike moments of the day. We'll get to that next. Unsportsmanlike on ESPN Radio. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S dot com. 
Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. We are Unsportsmanlike on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. We're going to get Canty's best bet with ESPN bet for tonight. But first, we've got to get our Unsportsmanlike moments of the day and weekend. So we're going to start... Michelle Swalman, Chris Canty, Evan Cohen with you. We're going to start with Eli Drinkowitz. He's the head coach at Missouri. Mm-hmm. They That's have funny. their bowl game coming up, the Cotton Bowl against Ohio State, that is now quarterbackless as their starting quarterback, Kyle McCord, announced that he is going to be in the transfer portal. So Eli Drinkowitz was a guest yesterday with Reese Davis and company on the uh, college football playoff selection show and uh, took out his phone, and um, I guess he got a call during the course of the interview. Hey, hey, guys, I got a quick phone call. Connor Stallion's beeping in right here. I'm trying to get a few signals here, so I got to go. Uh, but, but as soon as we get done, you know, look forward to competing against Ryan Day, and, and uh, we'll go from there. Pretending to get a phone call from Connor Stallions, the Michigan, what do you want to call him, spy? However you want to call him. Insider. Yeah. Insider. I mean, yeah, that sounds like he's Schefter, but yeah, insider, right? And he's playing Ohio State. That, I mean, that was that was really good. That was well played. Well so, played. Being from St. Louis, we covered M- Mizzou football a lot. Obviously, have some interactions with Drink. He is so funny. He is such a big personality. You look at him, and the don't judge a book by its cover because you look at him and you would never expect it. He is hilarious, and he has kind of that shady sense of humor. This was classic Drink. I love this. All right, so that's nominee one. Nominee two. Remember a couple of weeks ago when the Giants played the Washington Commanders and then post-game there was no hot water? I'm yes. trying to forget it, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, trying um, to forget that game. Even though the Giants won, I'm trying to forget that game. As, uh, it's an awful the, football game. As the great DJ Khaled would say, another one. Because um, this week, the game ends against the Dolphins. They lose 45-15. Dolphins destroy them. Fire alarm is going off all throughout like the locker room and the stadium and everything. There's just always something in that building. Was that the worst building you ever played in, or no? Uh, it was one of the one of them. Yeah, one. Of, I mean, it's hard to beat uh, the old Oakland Coliseum. That's, oh, like that, the baseball. Yeah, dirt? That's, yeah, that's hard to beat. That was awful. That's tough. That's okay. awful. All right, that's nominee two. Nominee why, three. Why there's a team still playing there is uh, is anybody's guess. Yeah. Why? Is why? In baseball? Yeah. Why? Well, for only a few more yeah. years. But why, like but why is there a team? Why is there a professional sports team playing there? Period. No, no, I agree. It should totally not agree. be. They're headed to Vegas. Yeah. Um, the last one is just a weird stat. So, do you know that the Dallas Mavericks on Saturday night in a game against the Oklahoma City Thunder went on a 30 to nothing run in the fourth quarter and lost? And lost. They went on a 30-0 run in the final quarter of a basketball game and lost the game. That is unfathomable. To think that you could go on a 30-0 run and lose. That just shows you how bad they were the first three quarters of the game. Seriously. How bad do you none have of, to be? None of, the star, none of the starters were in the game. Everybody else was chilling. Wow. Um, w- before you wow. pick the most unsportsmanlike moment, I want to go back to Washington for a second. I said to Nuno, our producer, before the show, I said, hey, let's be aware of something with Washington. He said, what's that? I said, well, we got to be on Ron Rivera watch at some point, don't we? 
Do we think that they have made the decision since they made the move with Jack Del Rio, fired the defensive coordinator, that, that Rivera is safe till the end of the season, or could they fire him early? It's clear that Jack Del Rio wasn't the problem that they had on the defensive <laughs> side of the ball. <laughs> Dolphins hung 45 on him. 45 points. And I know you I mean, Tyreek Hill just kept hitting his head on the goalpost. Touchdown after touchdown. <laughs> I know you don't want to double, triple, and quadruple down on this. What's but, up? But... Did we see um, the numbers on that offensive side of the ball yesterday for Washington? Because you were the first one to point out, hey, while Eric Bieniemy may have been great in Kansas City, what we're seeing here is not very good in Washington. Terry McLaurin, their best offensive player, zero catches yesterday. Yeah. Not great. And um, three targets total. Yeah, not great. So there you go. Let's, and, let's then, and then Sam Howell throws a pick six to Andrew Van Ginkle. Yeah, yeah not great. On Wisconsin. Uh, most, uns most unsportsmanlike moment? Are we saying Drinkowitz? It's got to be. Anything with Connor Stallions in it has to be the most unsportsmanlike moment of the day. Absolutely. Even in jest. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Very well done. All right. Canty's best bet, courtesy of ESPN Bet. What do you have for us? For all now? right. We just got to get a win at this point, guys. We are <laughs> on the struggle bus. Didn't get a win all last week. But I got one teed up. Monday Night Football. We are going to go to the NFL. And we got the Jacksonville Jaguars facing off against the Jake Browning-led Cincinnati Bengals. Now the Jags are laying 10 points at home. I'll take the Jaguars. I have no problem laying the points. And we're going to go with the under on point total. Okay. So the point total is 39 and a half. So we're going under on point total. I know I see Evan cringing right now. But I don't think this is going to be a high-scoring affair. I don't think this is a ton of points by the Cincinnati Bengals. So I think the Jaguars ended up winning this game. Call it something like 24-10. Could absolutely see that playing out. Even the Jacksonville Jaguars laying the points and going under on the point total. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just like, making those faces because you want to see a big Trevor Lawrence game tonight. Like, that's the thing. Like, the one part of this, I thought Trevor Lawrence was going to win the MVP this year. You have him in the AFC Championship game. You could still be right. I'm not going to be right. But you kind of want to see that big 300-yard, three-touchdown, no-pick, maybe a rushing touchdown, dominant Trevor Lawrence performance. Now, I guess you can still get that in the under hits if Jake Browning and the, and the Bengals offense do absolutely nothing. Well, I don't think they're going to do a whole lot. Yeah. Have you seen the Bengals' offense with Jake Browning? And Jake Browning's banged up, too. Yeah. So, banged yeah. up Jake Browning in that. Not ideal. They were, they were awful against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, Paul in Colorado listening on Sirius XM80. What's up, Paul? Oh, not too much. Just wanted to call and say I agree with you guys on the Florida State call, but, Evan, you really need to work on your analogies. I've been told that. Why specifically? <laughs> well, you came up with, you know, a hot TV show – losing their lead that they'd never be renewed. Maybe you remember a little show called Two and a Half Men. Charlie Sheen burnt out after eight seasons, and they went on four more seasons with Ashton Kutcher. Yeah, well, but they got another A-lister. That's like saying that FSU would lose – no, I think you actually have to work on the analogy in this one. That's like saying FSU loses Jordan Travis, but then they get Cameron Ward from Washington State to replace him. You're getting Ashton Kutcher in that spot. The point is, they lost their lead actor and replaced him with, let's be honest, somebody that we've never heard of with the third-string quarterback the other night because of injury. They're not getting another A-lister like George. That's like getting Jaden Daniels, right? The LSU quarterback, another Heisman candidate, maybe the Heisman Trophy winner. I don't think that's – I think my comparison is actually better than his. Got to be honest on that, right? I mean, that's, that's the whole point of this. If you could actually pick somebody up in season – well, then they'd be in, maybe, possibly. <laughs> Marvin in Tampa on uh, Sirius XM Channel 80. What's up, Marvin? Hey, guys. Um, so I wanted to weigh in on this whole thing. And let me start out by saying, as a Miami Hurricane alumni, I absolutely, if, if there's a word stronger than hate, Florida State, that's what I have for them. 
But let's stop pretending that the SEC is far and away the greatest conference that there is. The SEC playing this year outside of their conference had a losing record. They were 7-9 and nine outside of the conference. Uh, in converse to that, the ACC was 10-9, and nine, and the Pac-12 was 7-3 and three outside of their conference. The SEC had a down year this year. I don't have a problem with Alabama being in, but Georgia had like the 56th strongest schedule this year. So the loss to them, yeah, they should have tumbled down. Um, but it is hard to say that you can have a team that did what they're supposed to do and doesn't even get a crack at the, at, at the, at the playoffs. Yeah, and, and I understand where you're going with that. I guess maybe the best way I can say this, guys, is that the team that the committee was judging does not have a full sample size because it's just a few games with the new quarterback. Yeah, it's it's two games. Right. It's two games. That's it. It's the game against Florida, and it's the game against Louisville. That's it. And the second half against Northern Alabama. It's Northern it Alabama. Right, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So I think that's what it is. They don't have a big enough sample size to judge FSU. I think that's really what it is. We are on to Tuesday. Greeny coming up next. We're on Sportsmanlike, presented by Progressive Insurance here on ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. You can listen to Unsportsmanlike live weekdays from 6 to 10 a.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. You can also watch on ESPN2 and on ESPNU. Unsportsmanlike with Evan Canty and Michelle. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about Electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus. Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S dot com.